When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is Wednesday. You're on one of the Wrestling Inc. uh, platforms and channels. You know what that means. It means we're going to talk AEW Dynamite. I feel like it's going to get spicy. Is uh, there anything to talk about today? It's going to get spicy. Hmm. (laughs) Let me look at my notes. Hmm. I don't have anything. Have have a glass of water. Cut a slice of bread. Pour a cocktail. Grab some wine. Do whatever Hmm. you have to do. And no judging. You know, it's 10:21 Eastern time here in the United States uh, and in Toronto and in Puerto Rico where my wonderful colleagues, uh, Demon Diva Isa and Jimmy Corderas are. Where, whatever time it is 
wherever in the world you are, uh, it's five o'clock somewhere, right? So it's it's ten twenty one p.m. somewhere. So go ahead and pour your drink if you need it, because we're gonna have some stuff to talk about AEW tonight. But before that, uh, normal normal customary pleasantries, small talk, and and and, and, and introductions are needed. Isa down in beautiful Puerto Rico, how are you tonight, my dear? I'm doing well. I'm ready, ready to talk some dynamite with you guys. Excited to be here. How was your watch along tonight? What, what, was it as spicy as I'm anticipating this to be? It was. Uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. We've been doing uh, the best numbers actually on my channel on Monday nights, and we surpassed Monday night numbers. As soon as what happened happened, my numbers just spiked up because everybody wanted to talk about it. I felt bad for whoever had to follow that. We'll get into that. Well, congratulations on that. Again, yes. follow her and uh, Issa doing a watch along whenever the shows are going on live. So you can do that. And then you can jump on a wrestling link after the fact. Uh, Dylan Matthews jumps in and says, oh, it's 12.22 p.m. Thursday afternoon in Australia. Well, lunchtime beverages for you, Dylan. Uh, thank you for uh, joining Struth. us. Struth. Is that how it's pronounced? Struth. What is it? Struth? Struth. Oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> well, Jimmy up in Toronto trying to pull his best. Uh, what, 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 what are you searching for? What, what are you trying to find here? I, I don't know. There was a, there's an old uh, saying. I just don't remember because uh, I, have, I have a cousin of mine who lives in Australia. He's a pilot with Qantas of all things, too. Believe it okay. or not. Yeah. So you, you'd think I'd get a deal and get out there every once in a while. But never mind. It's OK. That's, that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> well, Jimmy, well, other than your brain fart there, how are you? No, I'm good. Uh, you know, we're still warm. Uh, and muggy up here in Toronto. And uh, yeah, a little bit of rain pops in every once in a while to cool things off for about five minutes. And then after that, it's back to the mugginess. Back to the mugginess. Uh, Dylan validating you. He says, Struth, Jimmy is on the money. So there you go. Ah, thank you. There you go. It, at least I didn't pronounce it Struth because everybody has to pronounce ST. Words that begin with ST is SHT lately. Like you don't walk down the street anymore. You walk down the street. Street. You go in a straight line. See, for me, it was growing up in the uh, Maryland, D.C. area uh, uh, to those of Washington, D.C. No, it's not. You're not washing anything. It's Washington, D.C. Or if you're in Kentucky, it's not Louisville. It's Louisville. Yeah, it's funny because up here. Like Houston know, Street in New York. Yes, right. yes. But up here in, in, in my hometown, which is pronounced properly Toronto, well, if you're from here, you just say Toronto. It's almost like you forget the second T. Toronto. Uh, okay. Toronto. It's kind of like, yeah. Toronto. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. All right. Get, to, get, get our regional diction down here. Uh, Rocky, it's, it's it's 1023 in the morning in Singapore. All right. Singapore. Shout Thank out to you, Singapore. Thank you, Rocky, for joining us. I feel like I'm hosting Eurovision right now. I'm just like, Mimosas. Mimosas for Rocky. Because like like Dylan can have some, some brunch drinks, but that's early. So we're talking Mimosas there. Uh, Gary, 327 in London, 327, uh, 327 in the morning. Oh my God, Gary, go to, Gary, go to bed. This thing's archived. <laughs> what <do> you do? <laughs> How can you go to bed after the exciting night that we have? Exactly. True, true. Joseph's behind us at 723 in California. Oh, Joseph, you're yeah, just finishing dinner. dinner. You're finishing yeah. dinner. I know, no excuse you. You better stick with us to the end, my friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got Alan Diggs. He's in Buffalo. He's on the our Eastern time with us. Moscow. Nicholas in Virginia. Uh, Catherine's in Moscow, 525 a.m. in Moscow, Catherine. Woo. All right. Okay. Very good. Uh, Queens, give a shout out to Queens. Uh, Mm -hmm. Here in a foreign country, Queens. (laughs) 
All right. Very yeah. responsive. I, you guys, you know, I love the uh, roll call. I love to know where you guys are from. Please do that, especially do it on Twitter. Uh, hit all of us up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. If you're watching live, all the Twitter handles are there on the screen. If you're uh, listening at Justin Labar at NYC Demon Diva, I believe the I is a one in Diva and uh, mm-hmm. at Jimmy Corderas. Please let us know where you're from. I love hearing uh, where everybody is at. Uh, but we cannot go, could not continue to go around the globe. All right, one more, James. Uh, yeah, Southampton, New York at three, wow. three, three twenty-seven in the morning. Okay. Uh, love it all. But we got to get to a show. We got to get, we, we got to get to news. Uh, let's start with news. The news I feel like is going to tie into the show. It's mm-hmm. all, it's all going to make sense. I think at some point here. Let's start with the news. This was uh, probably the story that dominated the uh, wrestling news cycle today. It was a two-parter. First was uh, from Fightful Select that there's going to be some kind of uh, mandatory talent meeting today uh, live in Cleveland backstage uh, before Dynamite. Uh, obviously, this is this has probably been, guys, in the last couple weeks here, especially after last week with Punk's promo comments, um, the most tumultuous from our perspective. And I, I, I stress that because, again, the three of us are sitting here doing what we do. We are not there. And obviously, mm-hmm. when you're not there, you're not there. But from... Look, outside looking in, it's been the most tumultuous of, ooh, what is going on in AEW? What is the morale? What is the leadership? All these questions. So uh, that was the first story that came out. That there was going to be a mandatory uh, talent meeting. Uh, we have a little bit more information. This is where I'll kind of pick it up at here. Again, according mm-hmm. to Fightful Select, uh, sources saying that Tony Khan was present at the meeting, which I would expect him to be. I'd hope he would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and even noting that he was fired up for it. Uh, the meeting took place somewhere, uh, sometime between 3 and 4 p.m. Eastern uh, this afternoon, so obviously uh, you know, many hours before they go live on Dynamite. Uh, reported that several talents were called into the tapings today who were not booked to appear at any of these shows, including Dark and Elevation. So you know, maybe a note that they wanted to make sure everybody is getting whatever message they want to put out here. Uh, as for what is covered, some of the smaller topics included working as a team, lines of communication, and who the talent could talk to. Uh, Fightful was told that one of the more notable things covered in the deeper concerns with communication issues, um, that, that was one of, the, one of the more notable things, was 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 concerned with communications. And after that, after rumor spread of uh, Tony Khan being hard to reach and having a lack of access to him, Khan then addressed how much accent the talent has to him. Uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, uh, EVPs, also chiming in, uh, hammering home that their doors are always open. If anybody has any concerns, they're always uh, there to be approached. Uh, and again, this this follows again mainly the tension that it seemed to boil over on screen by a shoot portion of P- Punk's promo last week, where he called out a babyface Hangman Adam Page off script, and Hangman Adam Page was not prepared to answer that, and nor did he answer that. Uh, and then rumors have swirled of you know promos from the past and uh, how well is Punk liked backstage. So that was that. So just on this, and obviously we will expand more as we get to the show, but just on this, Jimmy, mm-hmm. uh, based upon what we've been hearing for the last seven days, were you surprised that it made the, that it made the, the, the wrestling news sites uh, headlines that there was going to be a mandatory talent meeting? Surely in your day you've seen many of these talent meetings being called. No, it, it surprised me, believe it or not. That, what are we, year three? We're into year three now of uh... – AEW, I'm surprised that a talent meeting hasn't been called sooner because less. Let me put it this way, and I hate to sound like, yes, this happens in every company, but it does. 
not everybody gets along backstage. There are issues sometimes with other talents. So there are uh, personality conflicts at times. Not everybody can be buddy-buddy. And then there's issues with, hey, I'm not happy with the push I'm getting. And why is this person getting pushed ahead of me? And this this happens everywhere. It's not just an AEW thing. It's, it happens everywhere. It's just the way that it is addressed by the company. It seemed to be flourishing there uh, from, my, from what we're hearing now only because it wasn't being addressed by anybody. And, you know, there wasn't that person overseeing everything saying, Hey guys, take it easy. We, you know, you have an issue. Let's talk about it. Now, apparently they've got to that point and uh, you know what? Things may settle down. And I think, and, and I'm not trying to make a comparison to the other guys, but now with uh, new leadership in place over in WCW, uh, w, WCW, look at what's happening there. Uh, <laughs> you see where my mind's going right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Freudian, Freudian slip there. Freudian slip. With, with, with the situation happening in WWE right now and, and things moving in a different direction and what pe- people are calling a positive direction, most people are anyways, uh, maybe this is starting to have an effect on, on, on people over there saying, hey, maybe we need to tighten our screws a little bit. Isa, to that point, for the last couple of years, AEW's had the new car smell. They've been the cool alternative. They've been giving us the different way of looking at things while for a long time WWE was on rerun mode. Same way they did things, same rematches, you know, shortcomings in logic and storytelling. Since Triple H took it over on WWE, it has been momentum. They, business is all metrics are up. The uh, Morale seems to be up. Is that playing in a factor of it? Is it? Is it exposing? Is it is it elevating the quote unquote issues we're hearing that AEW might be having internally? Is is all of a sudden AEW now on the defensive? It has to, Justin. And I feel like you'd be stupid to not start addressing some of these issues and really tighten things up, as you said. I mean, WWE is making headlines. Their viewership numbers are going on. And and, and this is not even buzzwords anymore. They're putting on quality television, and you have to counter that. Uh, I personally thought the news here is that this is the first time that we reported a meeting of this gravity for a company that's not on the road all the time, that people are not seeing leadership at all times. Because WWE, you know, you have people on the road they're seeing they're seeing people twice a week on tv and then on the weekends on house shows that's not the case with aws so i personally thought these meetings should be taking place weekly if i'm just being honest with you i think communication with your team is a big deal in, in all of corporate america not just in wrestling right so i was I, to me what made news here is that these meetings are not a weekly thing as they should be shout out to the young bucks and Kenny Omega for speaking out. I thought what they did this week in being the elite was brilliant to save this entire story that went into the dirt sheets and and they try to make it a story on being the elite of why Hangman didn't make the call by CM Punk. You shouldn't have to be protecting your talent to that level and people shouldn't be coming out there to say whatever they feel like they can say. So I think it's time that things start kind of like straighten up a little bit backstage. Yeah, how interesting we're heading into. I I know that... um... You know what? You know, double or nothing in Vegas. That, that's kind of what AEW markets is like. Their, you know, that that's like the 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 turning point of their of their calendar year. But to me, I always look at all out. I look at all out as that's the that's what started us all. Even though the very first one was technically not an AEW product, it was it was a, it was a, an independent show as it was sought out to be. This the September show is what I always look at to them. For, in my point, I think that's it's the biggest show. So the fact that this is all happening. Uh, as we lead into this, uh, and, of, and of course, the presumed AEW all-out main event gets 
rush to tonight, which we will get to here shortly, mm-hmm. uh, and went down the way it did. Um, it's a lot of things. To be fair, though, I want to point out to the audience, to be fair, and both of you have said this, we don't know that this is the first talent meeting that's ever been held. This is just the first talent meeting that is that has made it outside of the walls of AEW. This is the first talent meeting that it was it was like okay, it got out to to the to the news world. But again, rightfully so because of the, the what feels like the, the tensions and morale that's going on. So yeah, but speculating mm-hmm. here, AEW is very very good at picking what makes it out to the news world and what doesn't. Right? Mm-hmm. We knew Kenny Omega was coming back. We knew CM Punk was returning. Now we know about this, which you know. It, also makes you question what's a work, what's a shoot. Maybe it's a strategy that they have going on. This week was proven that when you want to keep a secret, a secret can be kept. Nobody knew about Johnny Gargano coming back. Right. It was a beautiful moment. So I also personally feel like AW is very smart about what gets out there and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Great point. No, that's a very great point. Uh, all right, so Corey Pry, Corey Pry, who's a, who I recognize the name. I know he's a regular uh, viewer of us. Thank you, Corey. Corey's already amassed like seventeen dollars worth of super chats. <laughs> Corey, I'm going to save some of them for when they are more appropriate and we get the conversation. So you will be uh, plucked into the uh, fourth co-host spot. But I'll start with this one. Uh, just two dollars of him saying I might boycott Dynamite next week and only watch you guys. Oh, so thank well, you. That's, well, thank you, Corey. Um, I, I wouldn't recommend boycotting anybody, but uh, you know, because I, I am a wrestling fan at heart. But uh, at the same time, uh, I, I, I don't mind critiquing when I think it needs to be critiqued. All right. Well, let's uh, uh, let, let's critique or praise away mm-hmm. here. Let's jump into it. It's AEW Dynamite coming to you from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, first and foremost, before we uh, even further, uh, you know, going into Cleveland, uh, there is no let's tune in for any possible Johnny wrestling who's from Cleveland. Uh, that, mm-hmm. That's done in a way. Jimmy and I kind of got to talk about this a little bit Monday, Issa. Uh, did, do you at all, and I have to give credit to Alfred Kunawa, our wrestling colleague. Uh, he's the one who tweeted, who I retweeted. He kind of said the chess match continues. WWE shuts down any Cleveland speculation to tune in for Wednesday with having Johnny show up in Toronto by surprise. Uh, do you buy in at all to that connection? Do you think that it was all on purpose, or was that just a happy accident? I think it was on purpose. (laughs) I do, but it doesn't matter. I think uh, you have to give that Toronto crowd something to cheer for. I I love how he tied it back to that. And Johnny showing up in Cleveland a couple of weeks ago would have been so predictable. This was a nice surprise. I live for the unspoiled moments in wrestling, and this was one of them. So whatever, whether it was a petty move or not, it was very well executed. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. They went, yeah, they went to great extents to hide uh, Johnny, and and, and it, it was not spoiled by any means. So it, it is proof that it can still be done if if, if it wants to be done. And the best you, part is, you didn't yes. have to do that. That show was going to get the viewership based on the mm-hmm. matches that were advertised, and it was already a sold out. Johnny did not need to show up on Monday. Fair, no. fair. Uh, good, Jimmy. Good, good. No, no, no. It is a very fair point, but at the same time, now you have a larger viewership of people who may not be familiar with Johnny Gargano from NXT tuning in and seeing and getting that reaction and going, oh, this must be somebody important because the crowd is really going you know, banana for this guy. So uh, let me pay attention to him. And, he, you know, he he was great on the mic on Monday night. So Well, and to kind of further that, Jimmy, if, and this is kind of, I think, like it felt like Hunter kind of correcting things he might have saw Vince do, is if, it's, if, if, it, if it leaks that Johnny's in Toronto, where mm-hmm. WWE is, so you go, okay, well, he's only going to be in Toronto where WWE is if he's showing up. You know, whatever, or or even if or even if they go the extra mile and WWE advertise that Johnny Organa returns to the TV tonight, which would have been ridiculous because 
all the world knows that he's a free agent. Him coming out does it's not the same feel. Again, the fans are, are happy to see him, but the fact that it was completely ghosted and, and it was out of nowhere, they come back in this 10 o'clock hour and he just his, his old music hits and he appears after being gone for what seven or nine months, whatever the hell it was. Right. That elevated the experience. So it, it's like it's like it, it helped manufacture the pop to be even bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's something that I don't think, you know, Vince has done with NXT stars coming to the main roster. He, of course, he hasn't. It's been uh, much more, you know, regimented. And, and and so I think that to that point, too, is just uh, aside from it being a secret, just. Um, and, and, and now he doesn't have to come up and just uh, come to the main roster as Gargano. He could <laughs> yeah. be Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Fair point, too. Uh, very good point. All they right, so to, they used to have big debuts for the NXT stars. The problem yeah. was that they will go on to do nothing, and it will be even more disappointing. Yeah. Here, it feels like you know. Remember Shinsuke coming out. I remember Bobby Roode coming out after big pay per views, and you just your hopes and dreams all got real big, and then they went on mm-hmm. to do not a lot. Right. So I'm excited about the fact that now it feels like anything is possible, and Johnny Gargano is not just going to get squashed somewhere in the mid card here. Anything is possible. That's what I keep saying. That's that's the most refreshing thing on that side. All right. Well, that's Mondays. That's the uh, that, that that's New York. Let's talk about Jacksonville. All right. So we start off dynamite. Uh, Chris Jericho, uh, the great sports entertainer, leader of the Jericho Appreciation Society. He comes to the ring. He calls out Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia, of course, who uh, you know had some tense moments with him last week after Garcia got to go thirty minutes with his hero in Brian Danielson. Uh, there's a you are a wrestler chant to Daniel Garcia that gets over real big that actually happened last week as well Jericho wants an apology Garcia kind of again reflects on the the historical moment that this was for his personal life for his career and says that Chris ruined this uh, by his actions towards the end by not letting Daniel Garcia shake Brian's hand <clears throat> uh, Jericho wants him to say that he is a sports entertainer own who you are you're still affiliated with us out comes brian danielson he says he never really cared much to be a sports entertainer he says but no matter what uh, daniel be what you want to be um you know garcia he he finally he, he pushes jericho down that's the physicality he pushes jericho down um and, and that's that and then jericho uh, proceeds to then cut a promo after garcia leaves proceeds to cut a promo on brian saying he hates brian danielson he hates that you know brian's perceived as being one of the best and Jericho puts himself over uh, for his evolution, for his longevity. Uh, he says, you're considered the best. I just haven't seen it there, pal. Uh, and finally, uh, uh, you know, Jericho ends up ultimately, uh, we get to where it's going to be a face-off at all out between these two guys. Uh, and then after the fact, he says, you know, Brian, until then, watch your back. And then Jake Hager attacks him from behind. So moral of the story here, Chris, uh, Daniel Garcia is out of the JAS and at all out on September 4th in Chicago is going to be Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. Issa, this is obviously two former world champs in WWE, two men that were made already coming into AEW, but this is AEW trying to put their own spin on this. Uh, Personally, I like this. I don't think that every AEW marquee matchup needs to have a rub to a young guy. If you have two established guys who have main evented WrestleManias, uh, and if you can put them in in a worthwhile story, do it so i do think this is a good move here by AEW. what say you did we need 15 minutes of a talking segment to open the show to get to it no i mean this man have been feuding since double or nothing 
they had that anarchy in the arena match. It was, remember, Team Moxley versus Team JAS. So this has been going on for months. There's one thing that I always loved about AEW, and it's just the fact that they started with a hot match. This is the second week in a row that we start with a long opening segment. Now, last week, we did get a pull a pole, a pole brawl from it. Not this week. Um, I... I'm excited for the match because they, they did a good job at hyping it in, in about five minutes of that segment. There was a back and forward there with the Owen Hart reference. There, there was a lot of things that were said between Brian and Jericho to get to where we needed to get. I would have probably switched it and maybe put uh, the Jay Lethal Dax Harwood match first and then put this on there. Uh, but I'm excited for the match. I, I didn't think that... I, I love seeing how much the crowd likes Daniel Garcia, but him saying, I can't make a choice here out in public in front of all these people. That made him look weak, in my opinion. But this segment wasn't about him. This segment was to set up Jericho and and Daniel Bryan. Uh, sorry, Bryan Danielson, and I'm excited mm -hmm. for it. Jimmy, are you invested in Chris Jericho versus Bryan Danielson? No, always those two together. Were, I know we're going to get one hell of a match, uh, whether you call it wrestling or uh, sports entertainment, it doesn't matter. But to, to, to the point that Issa made, I, I agree. Um, this is the second week in a row where it started off like the other guys start off with a, it, not saying that it wasn't a good promo segment to start the show, but it was, again, an elongated promo segment to start the show. And Daniel Bryan came out. Uh, Brian Danielson, sorry. See, I do it too. Uh, Brian Danielson, I got to get used to saying that. He, you know, he comes out about 10 after 8. So already we're 10 minutes into the show with uh, Daniel Garcia and, and Jericho before uh, Brian comes out and, and he has his interaction with Chris Jericho. And then, you know, Gar Garcia gets kind of forgotten about in this whole thing. And that's the guy you want to build up, the younger guy. You're you're trying to build up the new talent and, and a guy who's just become a babyface who's just turned. So it's like, yes, I do want to see, you know, Jericho and, and Danielson go at it at, at uh, All Out. At, but at the same time, you have to elevate that young talent. I don't think they did, they did a good job of elevating him tonight. Yeah, it's a telling sign, isn't it, that? AEW, uh, and we, I, I at least often critique this about AEW that they always want to get over the younger stars, which that's a great philosophy. But I always critique it when matches that should be quicker or more one sided are not, and they're way too even. And then you flip the switch here, and it's like, all right, well, you did all this work to like, you know, Dana Garcia put on a hell of a match with Brian Danielson, you had Jericho and commentary, you had the shenanigans after the match. You start the show, which look the first hour, the, the starting segment of Dynamite's you know, usually one of the focal points. The whole thing is predicated around Jericho calling out Daniel Garcia, and then yeah, as you said to me, Garcia just ends up just walking away, like he's not even involved in the big match for All Out. It's not even like Brian comes out and Daniel goes, you know what, Brian, I respect you, Chris, I don't respect you, but I want to take on both of you and let's have a triple threat. He's not even involved, <laughs> so. I, I get the uh, I get the marquee aspect of Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson, aka uh, Dana Bryan. I get that, you know. But yeah, w w what was the whole point of having Daniel Garcia involved in this? Mm -hmm. So he became an afterthought. Out. That's a, that's yeah. all, you know. And yeah, and right. again, like I said, him not being able to make a decision about you know whether he could pick the JAS or Brian out there, it just make I thought it made him look weak. <clears throat> Uh, so Dylan with a super chat, he uh, is asking a question here. He says, so Brian wins is JAS uh, is, uh, is over. 
Um, Chris wins. Brian Danielson joins JS. Well, no, I mean, if Chris wins, I mean, Brian Danielson, he's still got his combat, his, his, his Blackpool Combat Club. Um, if Brian wins, I mean, I, I don't know where that puts us because then, I mean, obviously, Garcia seems to be he's done with the group. Um, Jericho still has uh, Menard and uh, Angelo Parker and, and obviously Hager. So, right. you know, I don't think the JS is going. No, anywhere. I think no. um, JS has been. And I'm not saying it's bad, but probably my least favorite thing that Jericho has been involved in in AEW, I just can't get invested and I can't understand what it is about it. It's just not my favorite thing that Jericho has done. Yeah. Uh, Corey says, uh, last thing. Again, Corey has several other super chats we'll get to when the time comes. Yeah. Thank you, Corey. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yes. He says, uh, I like Jericho and Brian Danielson, but not worth the $50 that, w- that it is to purchase all out. Well, the fifty dollars was supposed to be for the whole show and for a match we got for free tonight. But we'll get to. That. I mean, the, yeah, but the whole show that you've had since the last pay per view for AW is June twenty sixth, right? That was Forbidden Door. Now I'm gonna give them a little bit of a benefit of the doubt because there was a lot of injuries. So how are you gonna build a card when you don't know who can come back at what point? You know, throughout the build up, but you have months to build this pay per view. And as we went into AW Dynamite tonight, we had two matches announced. And one of them I don't want to see, which is that trios match between uh, Warlow and FTR and whatever. You get you get where I'm going, which they changed it tonight. I still don't care about it. We'll get into it. But there, it, it was not worth $50. It's a pay-per-view that you're going to end up building the night before mm. all out at Rampage. That's when we're going to find out what the final card is. And that's not how you sell pay-per-views. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I can't argue with that. I yeah. uh, can't argue that at all. Um. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um. Well, we got a. I guess we can do this one now. This one just came in. Uh, Cody four ninety nine super chat. Thank you, Cody. Uh, he says too many factions in AEW. Uh, at this point, they could bring in Labar, Eisenberg, and Ghoulish. Long live CSR. Uh, thank you, Cody. Uh, fun hey. fact, Cody. Uh, the, the 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 three of us will all be at uh, Raw this Monday together in the same room for the first time in a long time. So that'll be nice, fun. nice. Enjoy. I, I'm more of a wrestling reality fan, but that might be because I was a part of that. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> those are fun times. Fun times. Mm-hmm. Uh, great stuff. Yeah, if anybody's gonna be in Pittsburgh Monday uh, in at Raw, hit me up. Looking forward to seeing everybody. All right, next up, <clears throat> Dax Harwood up against Jay Lethal. Of course, Jay Lethal's got his. Uh, he's got he's got Sanjay Dutt out there. He's got Satnam Singh. Uh, ultimately, lethal uh, numbers game is going to play a factor here. Um, uh, lethal is going to end up getting a a, a schoolboy uh, roll up and pulling the trunks of Dax Harwood. I did not see this one coming. Jay Lethal gets a victory against Dax Harwood. Upset alert, Jimmy Corderas. A little bit of an upset alert, but I, again, here are two classic guys who had a classic wrestling match. Uh, you know. Uh, JR put it extremely well. Here are two veteran guys putting on a match that some of the young talent should be back and watching and watch again. It was, it was done very well. It, you talk about old school style. That's it, it was, but it was also an exciting match. They, they, they took their time in certain areas and then they, they, they turned up the volume when it needed to be turned up and they knew when to dial it back a little bit. And, uh, my only issue is we're seeing a little bit too much of the, the roll up of death lately. Yeah. As uh, the, you know, 
sneaking out a pin out of nowhere. Yes, uh, yes, Jay Lethal used the tights to pull the tights for the, the pin, but at the same time, I think we're seeing that finish uh, far too often. Jimmy, Issa, before I get to you, uh, and hold me one second, to, to that point, Jimmy, I got to ask why, because, I mean, I, you know, I work – I, I work indie shows every month, and, and we try that quality control to make sure we know what everybody's finish is. Mm-hmm. Okay, if somebody's got a big bump with this, nobody else do that. If somebody's working this body part, nobody like you know, it just it just takes an extra bit of minute of just flocking to each circle, flocking to each match, of just communication. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and certainly, we don't have the budget and manpower that an AEW Dynamite has. How is there a lack of quality control? And, and this came up last week and it comes up weeks prior. Mm-hmm. How is there a lack of quality control that we see such repetitiveness, whether it be ref bumps, whether it be uh, finishes? Like how? how? How is this happening? Ref distractions, uh, uh, p- people jumping, uh, having aftermaths and brawls after matches and, and jump ins and stuff like that. It's it's just a lack of communication, bottom line. It, because there isn't, I, I don't know how it works there. I don't know how they're structured, but at WWE, you got together with your producer, you got the match, you went to the main producer and you put, you, you said, are you guys using any, uh, uh, we're, we want to use a chair in this match. Are there any other matches using a chair? No. Okay, cool. Uh, we want to use a table in this match. Is there any other, yes, they're using a table in this match. Oh, then, yeah. okay. You know, it just seems to be for simple a lack of communication between the matches and guys going, well, we're just going to do it anywhere. Yeah. I mean, like Isa, you know, I don't know if you share the same sentiment, but like, I, I again, I, I can only, I don't have the 30 years that Jimmy has, but I could draw, I'll give you one. I remember working on a show. that was a joint show that we had here at IWC wrestling with uh, um, Tommy dreamers house of hardcore. And uh, my match I was involved in that had Wardle. In fact, also had uh Sandman was going to do his run. It was going to do his appearance his running. It was going to be, an unadvertised surprise hit the inner sandman do the whole thing and somebody two matches in front of us was hell-bent on the spot they had came up with and they were so proud of to use a kendo stick and all of us were like what like when the word came we're like well no (laughs) this is that that's sandman's deal beer and kendo stick is sandman's (laughs) deal why don't you just come out to metallica while you're at it and it, and it, I mean, it was so easily squashed and fixed, and but it was also something that would have been wildly embarrassing had it actually made it out to air. And so I just wonder now that, that's us, and we're a great company. We were proud of our work, but we are not the resource that AEW is. I just like, what do you think when you see something like this, where it's like a roll up every week or or a inadvertent bad ref distraction every week? I just I, I that, that it drives me crazy. Every week. Every week, that is that is like a big term, and I'm also a big fan of giving the same energy to both companies, whether I'm praising or criticizing. I am not a fan of champions losing on TV. You're gonna have Dax come out with all of that gold just to take a loss to a roll up. It's just not a good look. At the same time, you're watching AW and you have the little devil and the little angel talking, you know, in your shoulders. I love seeing Jay Leto walk away with a win here, and it was very unexpected. So for that, I do give them props. It doesn't get me any more invested in this field. They change who Jay Leto is pairing up with. It doesn't get me any more invested. You are, you have FTR, who have been number one contenders in the rankings for months, and you have Warlow who has a title that hasn't been defended on pay-per-view for over a year now. Okay, me you're going to pair them in a match? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Both of these guys, if you put FTR against Swerving Our Glory and you put Warlow in a singles match, make it an open challenge. 
surprise us. That is worth fifty dollars. This match is not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell, even Wardle doing an open challenge and let let leak to the dirt sheets. Let there be speculation that MJF is going to come back and uh, you know answer his bodyguard that turn. I, I don't know, the, but yeah, I, I, the DT I, I, title I has become the IC title of AEW. Doesn't get defended on pay per view. Mm-hmm. Cheers to that! Another swig of champagne yeah. for the working podcaster. There you go, Moscato. Moscato is what I'm drinking tonight. <laughs> Drink Thank Moscato, you. huh? <laughs> Uh, Thunder Rosa, she's uh, cuts a promo with Tony Schiavone backstage. She is stepping down. She's injured. She can't defend it. So now another interim champion will be needed uh, in the women's division. Uh, the the injury bug continues. Uh, Issa, I, I have a question for each of you. I'll start with Issa. Issa, um, your reaction to this and th- does this th- what does this do? What does this do for your feeling of the AW Women's Championship? I had so many thoughts. My brain was going 100 miles a minute here. I want Thunder Rosa to be okay. I wish her a speedy recovery. Nobody wants to see an injury. I hope she comes back when she's healthy, not too soon. (laughs) We'll get into that. Uh, But with that being said, we don't need it. This interim title thing is just aggravating. I feel like these people should automatically be granted a rematch when they come back if they have to leave to due to injury. But this interim championships on AEW is just too much. We saw the mess that you booked yourself into tonight with a different interim championship match. I don't need to see it. I, we don't know when she's coming back. They don't even tell us what's wrong with her. At least with Punk, we kind of knew what was going on. So it also made me speculate, is she injured or are they giving up on this? Because I'm sorry, I have to say it. She has not been booked the greatest. Stunder Rosa was the kind of person that was better during the chase than she was as the champion. And you can't blame her for that. This is all the booking that they have given her. Like they have, they have given her a shit sandwich and she can't even make a sandwich with it because there's no bread for it. So I wish her a speedy recovery. That being said, a lot, I, 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 I don't even know. I don't want to see any more interim champions in a while. Jimmy, I had a question, but I'm not, I'm not even going to ask the question yet. I'm going to let you just go ahead and react to what Issa said here. No, I couldn't agree more. And she said something that popped into my head that I thought the same thing. Why not just crown a new champion and then when Thunder Rosa is ready to come back, she gets the first opportunity at the new champion or whoever ch- the champion is at that time because she technically didn't lose the title. So she's automatically given that opportunity but uh go ahead and ask your question now <clears throat> well my question was going to be like i feel like this summer more than ever the injury bug has bitten aw uh uh with two you know significant talents mm-hmm. at significant times is this at all a is it just is it just you know injuries happen we you know we all know that with pro injury it's not ballet injuries happen but is this a like is this at all a red light of again style um we need to we need to, we need to change our spots our style we need like we're do, or, or i mean it's just is it's a bad luck jimmy and I, again i ask you cuz as a ref you're the guy out there you're the first line of defense to the office about medical you're the first line of defense to the ringside physician you're the first one that's going to say this is not a worked injury. This is not a right. sell. This is legit. You are the first line. So I ask you with a lot of dig- a dignity that I ask you this because you know, is this we're working a reckless style too often? Uh, or is this again, is it just bad luck? 
I, I don't know if I would categorize it as a reckless style, but uh, the the risk for injury has definitely been elevated with the style that they, uh, that that is coming about now. But but I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's partly that, and also the fact that I don't think that talent are getting the reps in the ring that they need in actual matches. I mean, yes, you can practice, you can go to the the gym and get in the ring and pr- take bumps and do your thing. But when you're not actually performing matches in front of live crowds. Uh, on a regular basis, like, you know, people complain back in the day about the WWE's travel schedule all year on the road, 200, 300 days a year. Yeah, but you're in front of a crowd and your body gets accustomed to it, so to speak. And I don't want to say that you're comfortable. Ring ring callus. Yes, ring callus. Yes, you feel it, but at the same time, your body kind of gets used to it, for lack of a better term. And uh, if you're only doing it, some of the talent are only performing once a week. And I think that's not a good thing. It's kind of like it's like it's kind of like someone who runs a marathon, but they only run a marathon once a year, and that's that's why they 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 cramp up and cramp everything up, doing yeah. it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the middle school thing and raise my hand. Okay. Good. Uh, this talent is showing all over the place on indies, so that's not the case. That's not the case. Thunder Rosa has she even has her own company. You just mm-hmm. had Warlow. He just showed up somewhere. You had you have Moxley wrestling crazy matches on GCW. So I blame mm-hmm. this on the style, on the style. Yeah. And if Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. got injured on AEW television, it was on Dark. Why is she on Dark? You're not putting CM Punk on Dark. Yeah. You're not putting right. John Moxley on Dark. Why are you putting Thunder Rosa on, on Dark? Very fair point. That's it. Very fair point. All right, so we'll see. So we're gonna we'll get back to the women here in a few minutes. But uh, yeah, the, the women's division now seems to be in mm-hmm. uh, you know in, in, in a juggle. Mm-hmm. We get Colton Gunn. He's out up against Billy Gunn, his father, of course, is out there with the acclaimed uh, Max Caster to another rap. Uh, you know, look, I love watching. Um, and again, Jimmy was part of this. I love watching old Attitude Era WWE stuff and, and you see the organic uh, interest, the signs, the crowd reaction. When that acclaimed music hits, freaking crowd pops. Mm-hmm. Acclaim's not even part. I mean, they're not wrestling the match. They're just out there with Billy of this new association. The acclaimed is over like Rover. It's insane, mm-hmm. Issa. I mean, it, but but it's not it's not a it's not a Einstein formula. I, I I compared it in the last week, and I think I tied Billy Gunn. It's it's new. It's New Age Outlaws formula. It's mm-hmm. they're gonna say something custom to the to the to the week that they are versus the city they're in and pop culture and what's going on and then there's going to be the the hype man and and, and bowers who's going to give you the 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 signature line that everybody can say together it's it, you know road dog gave you the the custom lines to what was going on in pop culture in the city billy gunn gave you the, the, the it, it, it's 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 a beautiful formula that works 25 years later yeah yep. listen <laughs> i look forward to whatever the acclaim has to say Every week, even on dark, if I find out they're on dark, I go out of my way to find the clip of at least, you know, Max Caster rap coming to the ring. I might not watch the whole match, but I do pay attention to whatever it is that he's saying. Even when we got to that backstage segment between them and swerving our glory, while I didn't think this match made any sense, I found myself saying I wouldn't mind the acclaim having a tag title reign. And that's that's how over they are right now. Uh, yeah, they claimed even uh, in, the, in the rap, even mentioning the talent meeting that needed, yes. needed to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, nothing, I mean, nothing yeah. else off limits, I guess. I guess not. My only issue was with, with this the the match itself. Mm-hmm. The, you didn't mention the. Should I should I just go ahead? 
Well, we're, I'm, I'll, I'll leave you in here. So uh, uh, Colton ends up, a uh, low blow happens. Colton hits the uh, Colton 45 on his father, gets the win. Uh, after the fact, there's a beatdown going on, um, mm-hmm. numbers game, and then uh, uh, Swerve and Keith Lee come out to kind of run off the, the right. heels here. So um, No, no, no. Swerve came out. Keith Lee took a whole half hour to get to the <laughs> yeah. ring. Let's be real. He wasn't trying to break you are brutal. I wasn't oh. even. I was just gonna. I was just gonna classify them generally as a group. But you want to go ahead and single out Keith <laughs> Lee. Hey, he took his sweet time. Let's put it that you're way. You're wearing your Bearcat ears, and you're calling him out. <laughs> yeah. Here's. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know what? It's not that it was a bad match or anything like that. The issue I had with this match was this is father versus son, and they treated it like matter of factly. I didn't get that special feeling that. People were going, oh my goodness, how how could a son, how could a you know two sons turn on their dad like that, especially someone who's a Hall of Famer or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, you know, someone uh, uh, someone as famous as as their dad, you know nice. what I mean? And, and but it, it just felt like, oh yeah, just another match to fill time. The way yeah. that's the way it felt like it was treated, and I I I didn't like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'll say this, you know. Billy versus one of his sons, or both of his sons, obviously was inevitable, especially as we've been like seeing this the, the you know the the problems. Uh, but but I mean, I guess I could agree. Like, it's no surprise to me, uh, in and wrestling logic, and then knowing even knowing, you know, Billy a little bit, it's no surprise that he's going to want, of course, let his sons pin his mm-hmm. shoulders and put his sons over. He he's got nothing to gain. He's 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 done everything he's going to do. But I kind of agree, you know, for it to be buried in the the, what I guess the second to last segment in the first hour, mm. um, yeah, like maybe make a bigger deal out of him taking on one of his sons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the inevitable we keep waiting for for Dominic to go against Rey Mysterio. We're waiting for that. You know, right. I, I guess it is a little bit kind of just throwaway. Um, he he like punched his father in the balls. That's where mm-hmm. he came yeah. from. That's yeah. a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and well, Max Caster said that he should have used a condom. He said, is, that what you, is that what you call it? Would you call that a, uh, returning to the origin story? That's <laughs> Sorry. That's exactly Sorry. it. <laughs> okay. That was, a, that was a dad joke that actually that resonated. Oh, okay. Finally, somebody tell Edge that because he says I'm the king of bad jokes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we'll see. So, yeah. I mean, so that happens. And then it, and we, we actually find out later. I'm jumping ahead here. But um, yeah. so the acclaim's going to take on. Uh, Swerve and, and yeah. Lee at All Out, right, for the titles. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know where, that, where, 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 where we're going. I don't know if Billy fights his next, if he fights Austin, or what, what where we go here. But I guess. I guess. All right, Jimmy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you, I'm going to mm-hmm. pop quiz you real quick here. Okay. I don't, I have no idea what Billy's situation is there. Mm-hmm. I obviously, he's been a talent. I, I would, I don't know if he's got producer involvement. Um, just everything we're seeing again up north mm-hmm. change of regime road dogs back mm-hmm. he's got his position that he's good at i'm not saying billy gunn is executive material but i mean damn it you can't tell me you wouldn't want to have a billy gunn at your performance center <laughs> oh, de- um, definitely. Uh, do you think at all based you, again you were there during the dx days and whatever do you think at all the change of regime it all changes things of like oh well you know maybe we can get billy gunn back on the stanford payroll I think uh, knowing Billy, uh, I'm not saying I know him as well 
as as other people, but uh, knowing him the way I do, I think he would rather be with his sons right now and look over them, keep okay. an eye on them. Uh, if he could kind of convince them to come along down to the performance center uh, when their contracts are due, maybe maybe you will see them back there. But other than that, I think he sticks around and, and, and keeps an eye on his son to make sure that his sons don't get uh, uh, sidetracked and railroaded, so to speak, and, and get caught up in the the um, uh, let's put it this way. The, for all the positives there is to our industry, that sometimes you can get caught up in some not so good stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. In fairness to them, I, you know, I, I think both of them are good, good dudes and what have you. Mm -hmm. But you're right. If 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 Dad's not there, they kind of just potentially blend into just being two yeah. two more dudes and, and a very bloated roster. So right, fair enough. All right, uh, back to the women here. Uh, Britt Baker versus uh, Kylan King. Britt, of course, getting the win with the lockjaw, as you would expect here. Then she got a promo after the fact, uh, cutting a promo on um, <laughs> on Thunder Rosa's title reign and and what it is or, or, or wasn't, um, you know, that uh, noting that, she, that, that Brit notes that she was champion the entire time with a broken wrist, with a broken freaking, broken freaking wrist, wrist. broken, yes. freaking ah! wrist. A little, 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 little Pittsburgh shout out. I guess I should, yep. you know, I'll, I'll probably get shit for that. Uh, Pittsburgh <laughs> shout out. Um, sorry, Brit. um, and she talks a smack on Tony and uh, Tony Storm, and then we see Tony come out, and then as Tony's coming out, all of a sudden she gets attacked behind from uh, Jamie Hayter. Uh, then uh, Kara Shida comes out to kind of run off the heels here. This, of course, mm -hmm. all building all out as we now have to pivot in the women's division with the title situation. Uh, uh, Issa, uh, good, bad, otherwise, take away from this. Um, I mean, it's okay. I'm glad the women were put in a different time frame, especially tonight, because whatever... Who whoever had to follow what happened later was going to be tough for the women. So I'm glad they got put ahead of that. Uh, I, I I like what we're doing here. I love Britt Baker. I'm a big Britt Baker fan. She's, you know, unbiasedly my favorite women in AEW, and I love her promo. Mine I too. don't, I like seeing Sheeta here. I don't think it makes any sense, right? If you're going to do the entering champion thing, why not give it the same energy that you gave the men's and, and do a tournament or bring in the rankings? We haven't seen Sheeta mm -hmm. in months. And now the sudden she's in for the AEW. I get it. She's a former champ. I'm never going to take that away from her. But it doesn't make any sense that she's part of this. It's almost like the battle royal that we had. Why couldn't you do a battle royal on, on Rampage for the women and kind of and kind of build from there, right? And that that's that I'm nitpicking here. Love Britt Baker's promo. Miss her. She should win. I said it. Jimmy, what kind of vibe are you getting in the women's division right now? Um, I don't know. It's just a little, a little disjointed. I think, uh, uh, again, kind of like a feeling like with the women's division, like I feel about the Billy Gunn, Colton Gunn match, that they're just putting stuff together to put the women out there and just claim that they have one of the best women's division. And they do have some talented women there that I don't, th that are being underutilized and they're not taking full advantage of it. And yes, I get it. There's only two hours on Wednesday nights. There's a one hour on Friday. There's not as much TV time for everybody, but Listen, on some weeks, sometimes you got to highlight the women. Hey, why not on a Friday night or even on a Wednesday night, highlight the women's division? Make it yeah. a special a night. Women's like battle royal would have been yeah. awesome. Just, yep. just That's what you did when CM Punk had to go out. And you still have three shows to build until All Out. So exactly. they could have done this differently than just announce a bunch of things like mm -hmm. randomly like that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean... 
sadly that's been the consistent problem is that the women's division's been under fire you know first it was you know oh was kenny omega booking this is, is there too many foreign talents that the american audience doesn't know mm-hmm. um brit had a ride of momentum then and then she right. dropped it why did she drop it and, and we're bringing it to you know ruby soho was given the big you know, tony khan was gushing over ruby soho and where has that been and yeah there's just been a a wild inconsistency with, with with that. Um, I have to point out Issa. Uh, where is it at? Hang on. Well, I'm a terrible man. Hang on. Where was it? Somebody was complimenting you. Hang on. Yeah. Talk some monkey yourselves for a minute. Here we go. No, it's I mean, the nails. It's the nails. Yes, there we go. There we go. Uh, Clay, anyone else notice Issa's nails? Wow, so shiny. I noticed some right off the get go. They were mm-hmm. they were expensive. They charge they charge you for all those little stones they put on there. So. All right, get, oh, get wow. closer. Get closer to the camera. Yeah. Oh, they, need, they need they need to be redone. So these are work all it, nails work right it, now. work yes. the hard <laughs> camera, work the hard camera. Yes. Or as Drew McIntyre, we found out this week said, uh, first time he worked on TV, and the referee told him work the hard camera. He said, "What's the hard camera?" <laughs> <laughs> Right, Issa, one more time. Come on. You're in a vertical box. Now, you're horizontal. Give them a vertical. Mm-hmm. Go, go, go vertical. There you go. Oh. There we go. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. All the nail fetish guys are. Yes. They've, they've mm-hmm. completely, they, they're not even listening. You haven't even anymore. seen my shoes. My shoes were the topic of oh. my story. Uh, we don't. Well, nah, because we don't. No, I'm, not, I'm not showing you my shoes, but I'm just going to tell you. A lot of people were comparing them to ankle bracelets, and it was hilarious. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, we got the nail. We don't, we don't need the foot fetish guys either. We got the nail guys. We don't need the foot fetish guys. No, subscribe to my other pages for that. <laughs> That's a that's a worker right there. Oh, that's a worker right there. You got a foot oh. fetish? Ex- subscribe to the OnlyFans. You know there where you to go. go. <laughs> what a great lead into what everybody after fifty-two minutes is waiting for us to talk about. Yep. All right, here we yeah. go. <laughs> here we go. John Moxley versus CM Punk, your interim AEW champion, up against your incumbent AEW champion that got sidetracked by injury. All the hype. All the entrances are here. All the hype is here. We're ready to go. We're not getting it on AEW for 50 bucks or 55 bucks at, at All Out. We're getting it for free on Dynamite. <laughs> Wait, pause, pause, Lavar. Go ahead. Yep. Did you not find this suspicious right away because of the spot that it was being put into? Of course. Okay. Well, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look, everything. Look, everything about this is freaking suspicious. <laughs> I wanted... As soon as the, as soon as the up next graphic showed up on my stream, I was like, "Up next? Why look, is this up next?" I, I I wanted Benson and Stabler here. This is Law and Order. Like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. Why is this happening now? Why mm-hmm. Why are we, we? If you're I, because I I thought two things. Either this is gonna be the first the first thing we start with. Mm-hmm. which it wasn't we started with jericho or mm-hmm. it's the last thing so when jericho right. and to your point isa then brian danielson comes out 10 minutes after when the jericho thing took up all the room it did i'm like mm-hmm. it's clearly it's going to be the ending thing <laughs> and then when it wasn't i'm like oh what's happening now right how is how is your title unification match not the main event they put him in the women's spot <laughs> 
Pretty much, yes. And 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 here's the thing. I get it. You can make the argument that, oh, we're putting it on at nine o'clock because we're doing the one hour time limit, but you already announced that there's going to be stuff afterwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're going to do this and do what they did tonight, and you're, you'll get to it just in, in a second, do what you did tonight, which, uh, you know, good or bad, whether you liked it or not, then you could say, hey, we have some backup matches in case this went light, and here we go. You know, it's, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, so this match happens. Bell mm-hmm. rings. Um, and the bell rings. The bell rings. <laughs> the bell rings, as it does. And, um, you know, there's not much to this. It looks like Punk has hurt his foot. Mind you, and many people have commented this, he's holding his left foot, which is not even the, the foot that right. looks right. like he would yep. have injured. Um, so they do the whole song and dance that he's down. The ref's checking on him. Here comes Doc Sampson, ringside. Um, and again, th- it happens so quick that it, to me at least, it didn't. If this had been a 20 minute barn burner that you thought we we're going to get from these two guys, mm-hmm. no, and then there's this injury, you're a little more susceptible to 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 be to be hooked that that mm-hmm. you know oh 20 minutes injury happened cramping happened misstep happened they hadn't even been going for what two minutes and you're like what the hell is going on mm-hmm. so punk's injured mm-hmm. john moxley's not taking that for an excuse he just pounces proceeds <laughs> to hit the death rider to see it elevated db ddt a couple times right and he pins him all right, so so many things. I'm gonna lay out all the layers, and then I'll let you guys each dissect. So many things. First off, uh, John Moxley essentially beat CM Punk in a squash, mm-hmm. in a match that many of us all thought this could be the biggest main event AEW could ever produce, given the credibility. It's an all-out main event. Give it to Chicago. No, they they bum rush it to this dynamite. Okay, well, surely MGF or something's gonna come out. It's gonna be shenanigans. We're not actually gonna get a match. Well, we got a match, kinda squash. Moxley wins. Oh, by the way, Punk was the incumbent champion. Mm-hmm. Mox is the interim. Almost always in wrestling history, when that happens, the interim loses. You get it back to the original champion. That's not the case here. Commentary is just spewing at you. Oh, that that's CM Punk. He must have came back too quick. He just was not ready for this. So and and then oh by the way, all the other rumors of CM Punk's status in the company. How are people viewing him? What what is his role? What is it? It is a rich, rich story. We have super chats all lined mm-hmm. up. We'll get to those, Jimmy. I'm going to turn to you. Okay. I turn to you because again, you've been in these situations. You've been a part. You've been in the ring with guys. And girls who got to be professional, they got to do what the boss is telling them. But there is so much more to the motivation of why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, what was your reaction to John Moxley essentially squashing CM Punk to reclaim the AEW World Title? And oh, by the way, we don't even have an AEW World Title match yet announced now for All Out. 
Uh, exactly. Like you said, you have the one match that people would pay 50 bucks to see for a pay-per-view. You, you try to give it away on free TV and then you do what you did tonight, which is essentially uh, throw the match away. I mean, regardless, if they were to have a rematch between these two, who cares? I don't right now. I don't want to see a rematch between these two because it means absolutely nothing. I think they took a situation and you talk about, well, the, you know, the, the commentators were saying, well, did he come back too soon? Well, how come so-and-so is not medically cleared? How could they medically clear him to come back? Look, if you're not ready to go, you come back when you're ready to go. This is a big money match that they threw away. And I understand people are going to say, well, the money now is in television. Yes, I get that. But you still want people to tune into your, uh, you know, your quarterly pay-per-views too. You want to make a few bucks off of those. And this was a match that could have made him a few bucks off of that. Boy, it started to sound very reminiscent of another company we used to see way back in the day, isn't it? Kind of. Three letters. Yeah. What, what are those three letters? Hold on. Let me see. Where I wore a shirt today for this shirt. W. C. W. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of dug this one out of the closet after watching that match. You know, it's just, uh, I just, I, again, like I said, this was an opportunity for a big match that they just threw away for just to, uh, I bet you it was to appease that internet audience, that hardcore audience that pays attention to what they read online. Uh, uh, Jimmy, I'm gonna get, I might debate you in a minute, but I want, I want to get Issa a fair shot. Issa, uh, reaction, fair reaction to this whole situation. I loved it. What? First of all. I loved it. All I have right. been here every week talking about how AW never books a squash match, and that gave her a big shocking factor. We never get any <laughs> squash matches on AEW outside of Warlord destroying a bunch of people we do not know. Number two, John Moxley has been felt like a joke, like a placeholder, like a fake champion for the last month and a half, however long CM Punk has been gone. Moxley bit. He, he he put all of his chips on AEW before anybody else did. CM Punk would not be here if Moxley has not walked through that crowd at double or nothing and put all of his money in this company. Let's keep it real. Listen, you have some drama going on with CM Punk. Why not do this? I love a good squash match. It was unexpected. It got people talking about it. CM Punk look the way that he's coming off online now, Jimmy. I don't want to disagree with you here, but I don't think this was for the internet. I don't think this was for the internet fans because I actually think the internet hated this and I did it. I did right. it. They never book a squash match. This was shocking. It was unexpected. I did listen. Okay. I do my streams my own way. I predict wrestling matches by sending out a duck race. Okay. I put every possibility in the card in this race, except for a squash match. That's how much I was not expecting this. Moxley didn't even bleed. Do you realize how much easy work this was for Moxley? <laughs> I'm here for this. Take my money. This, I, I might not pay $50 for all out, but for this, I'll give you 50 bucks. All right. So, Jimmy, mm -hmm. off of all that, like, again, we thought, we, we, we all, the three of us, we did this last week. We thought, okay, this is, I even said it. I said, Tony Khan is not scrapping this match from All Out unless he has something better to give from All Out. Or maybe CM Punk didn't want to lose in Chicago. Well, so, all right. So, all, again, yeah, thank you. So, all of this <laughs> is this a Bretton Montreal thing? Is Ugh. this a Tony and Punk are like on problems and Tony's like, I got to get you off TV for a minute so we can figure the fuck out what we're doing? Is this a Moxley coming and speaking up in the locker room saying, he just dogged Hangman Page, 
and I'm here. I'm your guy. Like, I'm not putting up with this. You give me the title. You figure things out with him. Like, what is this? Because this looks like chaotic dog shit. Well, you can say that it looks like chaotic dog shit, but at the same time, I still believe, and this is my opinion, and Issa, I hate to to go down this road again. I think they are trying to appease what everybody read on the internet this past week, that there's dissension going on in the back, and CM Punk is rubbing everybody the wrong way, and John Moxley is standing up for the locker room and the AEW guys and, and the guys and gals and blah, blah, blah. And I think that's what they're playing to right now. And I think they're playing, again, to that the 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 common denominator their core audience and again you're talking about the idea of this business like we said it is a business is to grow your audience i don't think that anybody who may have tuned in to say hey you know what i want to see what goes on with their title unification match this week and they see that and they go what the hell was this you know i'm talking again you're talking you're talking about the, the casual fan that you're trying to draw back into the fold i don't think this helped that at all Expect the unexpected. Anything is possible. We were no. talking about it with a different company. We need to talk about it with it here. Everybody was saying NJF is going to become involved. We even said it ourselves last week. Mm-hmm. It was not the direction that anybody expected. And that's because that's the way that they have made Moxley look since CM Punk was out. He wasn't even the number one contender. They made him the number one contender in the rankings just magically, you know, with the power of editing a website. So I I, per- I personally think Moxley deserves this. If you look at the first year of CM Punk, CM Punk has always been on Moxley's side. What if CM Punk agreed to this? What if CM Punk wanted to give Moxley this rub? We don't know. And that's the thing that I love about it is that we don't know anything and we're going to be talking about this for a while. Um, We got a line of super chats. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this free chat because it's mm-hmm. it, it, they're firing at me, and I'm not gonna not respond to this. So Joe Y goes, Justin, maybe Punk wasn't cleared, and they expected him to be by now. So this was a solution to end the interim title crap. MJF wins it all out. Joe, I mm-hmm. I could almost side with you. Of this is a let's you know it, it, maybe in the next last. Two weeks, MJF and Tony, they 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 kumbaya it, and, and and Tony's got MJF locked up for all out, and so we got to whatever. I can almost buy that. Here's the thing, though: if Punk wasn't cleared, you're not sending him out there to do what he's. Doing. If Punk's not cleared, you're not giving him a live freaking mic and letting him cause problems. Because no matter how they want to spin it, in any which way. Him and I said this last week. Him going out there, cutting, him going out there for a segment that's, that's supposed to further he and Moxley, and he cuts this promo on a fellow babyface, not even a heel, yeah. a fellow babyface and Hangman Page cuts crap on him. Page obviously doesn't answer it because that's not Page's. He was busy training the Dark Order for the trio. Yeah, he he's not even. He's in catering. He's not even ready. You know. <laughs> He's not even ready to answer. So you bear so you have a babyface bury another babyface, which kills their credibility. It hurts the credibility of a Heyman Page. Which, by the way, uh, CM Punk said in some interview, it was on uh, Wrestling Inc. had the quotes. CM Punk, CM Punk said in some interview, when asked about this this controversy, and did he shoot? Oh, don't believe what's on the internet, and and I'm just here to try to make people feel things and sell tickets or whatever. Fuck you! What are you talking about? 
you're trying to tell me you're selling tickets when you're when you're bullshitting and if your fellow babyface who could make money, let him come out and try to get to you, but have security stop him. I'll pay to see it. He doesn't even come out. Fuck you. I, so, I actually thought I actually thought Punk looked better when he came back than he did before he got injured. Body shape wise, like he actually looks more jacked than he did before he left. So right, I don't think so, that was the same case with Omega. I actually he, felt more worried for Omega than I did for Punk. Yeah, he, he's not he's not coming back. I, I don't believe. And then again, he's 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 selling the foot that he didn't even use. To, <laughs> so, uh, Jimmy, take this one because uh, again, referee spot. Go ahead. What, 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 selling the foot because you're used to selling the left, the left side. Because uh, anyways, uh, look. Uh, it, Somebody I saw somebody in the chat call it the finger poke of doom. It was more like the foot poke of doom. But uh, uh, it it could have. I, I look to Issa's point. I don't mind the idea of him using his injured foot to kick, and then that causes him the match and blah blah blah. I get that idea. I get the concept behind that. But this whole thing to me smells of them trying to just appease a again a small core audience, and it, it just, and that small core audience is more themselves. Yeah, I mean, look, if if MJF, if they have MJF ready to go for All Out, um, great. Yeah, you know, he, that's going to be a buzz. Um, but if they do, why do what with you, MJF is still good wh- for it but, to but, just but, be but, rushing a week? Yep. Right. Well, yeah. Why do what you just did? Have the the have the advertised match be Punk versus Moxley, and. Do whatever you want, you know, let them fight for the equivalent of what they fought for tonight, a few minutes, and then have security, ha- have chaos happen because MJF's trying to come out of the crowd or whatever, and all of a sudden the match is no longer between the two guys. It's it's about defending the company against this outsider who's saying he wants to go to WWE. Like, nobody's nobody in the chat, nobody has been able to answer me, why did they push this match to tonight? Why? Does anyone I lose in Chicago? Hmm. I'm sticking with that theory. I mean, really? We go back to it's Brett 97. Punk's yeah. not going to lose in Chicago. That's it. Oh. He already lost to MJF in Chicago. He's not doing it again. If that's that makes that makes I will say I will say one thing. This whole punk wasn't clear. If you are Tony Khan, you're not gonna send your Bugatti and park it at the mall. Like this is not what you do. If it's not clear, you're not gonna send him to the ring. Period. Mm-hmm. That is your biggest investment as a booker. Why would you put him out there? Doesn't matter how safe the person that he's working with is, these accidents happen. Jimmy can tell you about it. You're not gonna put him out there if he can't give you some kind of match. You're yeah. just not gonna do that when you've paid all of your money, all of your marketing, all of your ships are mm-hmm. on this guy. You're not gonna send him out there if he's not clear. Period. Nope. Bottom line. And, and then before we get to the super chats here. If we get through all out, uh, which will be what I guess a week from Sunday, yeah. And if MJF doesn't show up, <laughs> then what's the next explanation? <laughs> there, there was an old leather jacket wearing guy from the fifties who used to say "Exacto Mundo," Justin. That's just, oh. I, 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 I get the whole idea of oh, wait and see what happens, but at the same time. I don't see anything happening other than an MJF that could be that could surpass the money they had in this match in this unification match. Unless there's a bigger surprise in the horizon, and it's going to have to be a huge one. 
Huge. All right, let's go. Let's go through. Uh, Super chat's been patiently waiting. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Corey, let's start with him. Uh, he goes. Did he asked? Did CM Punk quit backstage? That's the only excuse I'll accept for that. Moxley versus Punk garbage. Worst match in wrestling since the finger poke of doom. I'm disgusted. TK is not getting my fifty. Uh, I mean, uh, before I throw it to the to the to to Jimmy Nisa, I don't know uh, that. I don't, but I mean, yeah, there was a talent meeting. I mean, I guess. In theory, you know, uh, reactions could have been had after. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't know. Like, what, uh, Jimmy? Again, what do you make? Is, is this punk? Did, is this punk booking this, trying to save face? Is this, uh, you know, Moxley is the guy that we have more long term future for? So let's put him in the title. Is this we have an MGF factor and MGF and Moxley? Like, like, what do you think this is? What, what is the purpose of a essential squash match? For what could have been a big money pay per view match that just got rushed to TV tonight, and by the way, by the way, it wasn't even the main event; it was just in the middle it, of the show. Exactly. How is this not the main event? I was going to get to that too, it, it, and and I won't, I won't, you know, harp on the fact that the commentators kept calling that trios match at the end the main event. They said it how many times? I don't know, but <laughs> uh, to your point of, uh, of what it could be, I think it's a little bit of all of the above, plus including what I said is is. Punk being out there and seeing uh, what has been in the news cycle this past, especially so much today about the meeting and everything that's going on and the stuff about him and him having to comment about, uh, don't believe all the lies you read on the internet. And then he, they do this tonight to fuel that fire and have people go, oh, did Punk just, you know, you know, do this to because he's not happy with the way things are going, and this is his way of. Did he? Is this a last minute? To, you know what I mean? He's he's playing to the internet. I feel a lot of this, not just him, but I feel a lot of this is playing to the internet, and I think you sometimes have to ignore that stuff. Isa, do you think the the way this match went down between Moxley and Punk was this the way that Tony Khan said to do it? Or was this a, an improvised version again of it? Was this an improvised version by Punk essentially of he did it his way to save his own face and get the result that management wanted, which was John Mox's champion? Look, if if the case is people being unhappy with Tony Khan and AEW, then that makes Tony Khan borderline a genius because that's the case that we were sold with NJF and we haven't seen him ever since, right? Until he comes back, we are under the impression that he allowed NJF to cut out his promo so he can make him some money, pop a rating. Maybe he did the same thing with CM Punk here. I don't know. I think there's too much pressure on CM Punk for him to pull another I'm going to quit thing so i'm very 50 50 on this all right i'm uh trying to keep 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 track of our super chats here it's it's, (laughs) this is what we figured they would all light up for Uh, so just give me one second here um that was our last one here all right let's uh let's go ahead and, and get some more super chats we'll react to them uh, so we just talked about Corey's CM Punk uh, quitting backstage. Uh, Corey also follows up. Uh, I refuse to watch All Out unless MJF appears next week. Cornette is just, right. I, I just, TK I is just, a Mark Booker. I just don't think that you want to <clears throat> waste MJF on a one-week rush program. 
I, I can't like he's it, the way that he disappeared off TV was too big for it to just be rushed in that kind of way. I, I will have mm -hmm. him return maybe after All Out, especially because you have Grand Slam, which is a bigger selling uh, show than All Out. I'm sorry. I know All mm -hmm. Out is a big pay-per-view, but we're talking this arena, Arthur Ashe Arena. is like four times bigger than what All mm -hmm. Out is. I will save NJF for that. All right. Uh, Right, well, well uh, yeah, good call. Isa, pop quiz. If MJF, if All Out comes and goes, and we don't see MJF, and we don't have any crazy-ass story that uh, he's booked to be at the next Dynamite, if MJF is still a mystery, if All Out comes and goes and we have no MJF, what, what's your temperature? What's, what, 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 is your, what is your reaction to what's going on? Is he truly done with AEW and he is just waiting until he can get out? Maybe. Maybe. I I, I feel so 50-50 with this MJF thing. If they would have not let it go on for so long, so quiet, then I mm -hmm. could probably speculate with you more. But the fact that nobody's spoken to him, he's just unheard of. It just seems weird to me. And maybe, maybe that is the case. Maybe he's sitting it out. We've seen it from other people. Mm -hmm. Jimmy. When MJF cut this promo, whatever, how many, however many weeks it was in the mm -hmm. summer, uh, the you know when he when he when he screams to the camera, Tony Khan, you fucking mark, mm -hmm. he screams all this, and mm -hmm. the and the balance in, in the wrestling world was AEW was AEW and, and and WWE was WWE under Vince control. As we talked mm -hmm. about, WWE has this new surge of momentum under a new regime. Does that play a factor? Does MJF sit back and go? Now I have a guy who's running the company over here in Stanford who's a wrestling guy who's seeming to trying to right some wrongs with talent in past months and years. Is that is Triple H taking over WWE creative? Is that relevant to MJF's negotiations? Uh, I don't see how it cannot be because, uh, you know, it, it, th it certainly throws a different light with Vince in charge. I know people are saying, we're saying, oh, you know, he's not going to go over there because he's not going to get treated right. They're going to change his name. They're going to do all this instead of MJF. Instead of saying MJF, he's only going to have one letter in his name or something like that. You know, there all kinds of stuff. But now with Triple H in charge, you know, there are a lot of people going, hmm, seems to be a different tone over there. Seems to be a different atmosphere. Things seem to be going in a different direction that they like. And how can MJ, MJF not look at that and consider that at least yeah so if he's not decided yet maybe he's thinking okay uh you know and you talk about the tampering and all that kind of stuff who knows if you know the tampering is nothing more that hey when when your contract is up with them you know think about us that's all hey real quick jimmy I, and mm -hmm. i want to get we have so many more super chats and we still have a few more things to get to i, I and mm -hmm. we're starting to run long but i but i you know whatever we're we're doing this uh, to the point of tampering. Again, you were there with WWE uh, during the Monday Night Wars, and then you know the the, the eventual end of that tampering. Like from what you can recall, how often is it that like you, obviously you're in WWE side? There's an act over in WCW who's getting over, and my you know maybe it's a it's a dead brand, it's a dead show. Nitro's just flying in the water, but there's still an act that's that's mm -hmm. that's big as a talent. Like, uh, how often do the boys talk of, man, it'd be nice to have that? Or how often do you hear rumors from the office that they're going to try to make a play to get that said talent? And even to the women. I mean, Stacey Keebler, 
huge uh, Stacey Keebler, uh, dancing Nitro Girl, and then Miss Hancock in WCW, and then of course becomes a huge WWE commodity in the early aughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, do you have any recollection of we need that talent to get over here? Do you have any stories? Any 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 things from the rumor mill? Nothing, nothing that that, that was uh, salacious or anything like that. But there was always guys like like when we used to do before the 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 brand split. Let's put it that way. When we worked both Monday nights uh, Raw and and uh, before SmackDown and during the Monday Night Wars, you know we would be watching. You know there'd be a monitor with our show and we'd have a television on it watching what they're doing and you know. Guys were friends with guys in the other place. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they spoke, and and I don't I don't want to say that the office actually reached out to them because I don't know what tampering laws are. I'm not a, a an attorney at law, so to speak. I've only watched t- you know shows about attorneys, but uh, I don't know what the legalities are regards to reaching. I don't know. Can you reach out to someone and say, hey, look, when your contract's expired, we'd like you to consider us. Okay. Can they do that or can they not? But then again, the guys talk all the time. So you can get, hey, are you friends with so-and-so down at WCW? Hey, give him a buzz and just mention to him this. You know what I mean? I, I can see that happening a lot more yeah. often than someone from the office actually getting on the phone to this talent and saying, hey, you know, we want you to consider us or something like that. Fair enough. All right, let's hit some super chats here. Um, Christopher says, Triple H is playing chess. Tony Khan is playing checkers. Okay. I've seen that quite a bit lately. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, I'm so confused by Tony Khan. The AEW heavyweight title doesn't seem important. Other feuds seem bigger than the belt. Like tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Fair. That's fair. Fair. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez, loyal viewer. They need to drop the interim concept. If you're hurt and injured, yeah. you drop it. That's it. Agreed. You like that? Right. Yeah. Like Issa said earlier, and then when you when you're ready to come back, you get the first opportunity at whoever the champion happens to be. At the yeah, nobody will have a problem with that. That feels like that's the Tony Khan trying. You know, the same thing with the whole rankings thing and the mm-hmm. record. Him trying to like piggyback off of UFC and, and and real sport of like UFC does that interim thing if somebody gets injured. That's what that feels. Maybe like. Maybe he but, learned a couple of things from those dinners he's had with. Dana White when he was that's what Vegas. that that's what that feels like um, yeah but, uh, but the, then again even UFC has referees that uh, actually enforce rules but that's <laughs> again I yes I had to go there ping pong pong god but there's also some referees in UFC that have really messed up some fights that's true well not everybody could be a big John McCarthy or a Herb Dean so or a Jimmy Corderas oh thank you I think Jimmy's almost <laughs> emptying a six shooter right now right <laughs> <laughs> uh Dylan uh does did Phil I assume you mean CM Punk did Phil think ah! he was in the octagon during the UFC. Oh wow. <laughs> Zing. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, tough room, I tell you. I'm already so. I'm already I wouldn't, already I wouldn't compare it to UFC two oh three because there was no blood. <laughs> I'm already <laughs> I'm already blocked by Punk, so I don't give a shit. He, I mean, he's not gonna. Yeah, there was there was more blood on USC two hundred three at least, yeah. you know. Punk, by the way, Punk blocked me. I was not blocked until Matt Hardy, and, and I'm not. Uh, I've already. I'm not telling anybody anything that anybody hasn't said. Uh, Matt Hardy came to Pittsburgh. We did chair shot reality in the studio. It was in December of whatever year. It was in the same week that Punk announced that he was going to go fight UFC after he had obviously been, uh, you know, away from WWE, and so like. 
Hardy came, Matt came and did chair shot, and that was like one of the big topics. And like, and none of us like said anything. Like, we just kind of said like, oh, like, well, does Punk have MMA training? Like, what's gonna happen? Like, you know, mm-hmm. nobody buried him. <laughs> and like, and like by Saturday that weekend, Punk had blocked everybody. And I looked at Matt Hardy and I said, well, Punk just blocked me. And he goes, and he just shrugged his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well. That's, that's Honestly, the the fact that Mox didn't even bleed here popped me. That was good. Uh, <laughs> Andrew says tonight feels a little like the finger poke of doom. Yeah. You like know said what? toe poke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Andrew, maybe not too. We have to say everything's always obviously relative to history, but Andrew, you might be onto something, even even if you're trying to be funny. Depending on what AEW's trajectory is in the next couple of years, um, and I'm not I'm not wishing this, but if if things are on the downspin, this might be this this will be viewed as something that was like that, mm-hmm. that this is where the wheels started to come off. I, I'm I am not, not wi- blocked by CM Punk. I just want to report that. Oh well, good. well, well, you're Issa. You're not going to be blocked. Goddamn. Um. Uh, Stella Justin Lopez. So where do they go now for the main event at the pay-per-view? This was Shades of Brock and Goldberg at uh, SummerSlam 20. Listen, if somebody brings up that match one more time, I swear to God. Oh, my goodness. No, go ahead. Good, good, Issa. <laughs> Nothing. That match triggered me. But he led, he led to a beautiful WrestleMania 33 match between Goldberg and Brock, allowing yeah. Brock to become universal champion for the first time. So, Good response. Um, well, just an FYI, I'm not blocked. <laughs> Right, well, well you guys you guys can tweet him. He's blocking okay. me. So. Okay. But then again, I, I guess he's not crazy about the Hardys. So I guess I'll just, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Christopher Thacker, Finger Poker Doom 2.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to be the prevailing uh, thought right now. Blue Chew, Dan Housen, Curse Punk. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, do you do you use MJF now or save him for save him New York? for New York? Save him, save him, save him for New. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess all out's already sold out, right? Yeah, live live gate. So all yeah. you're doing with MJF as a surprise is popping the social media. You're not going to mm-hmm. add to a, a, a pay per view buy, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, Issa, this is for you. Uh, oh, serious. Sorry, uh, Bear. Oh. Wanted to tell Demon Diva that I lost my daughter to cancer today and have been crying all day. Please tell her my daughter was her biggest fan. Oh, that's ooh. very, very sad, Bear. I, I oh. want to send you all of my positive vibes, my energy. I know we talked about this in the past on my channel before. Mm-hmm. All of my thoughts and prayers are with your family, and I am so sorry for your loss. Yes, we're sorry for your loss, Bear. That's that's. Terrible. So, 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 so uh, he he's been a him, he and his daughter at one point were regular reg, regulars yeah. on their channel. Yeah, yeah, and um, as you know, I went through a battle with cancer myself, and yeah. there was you know Bear always brought up how I was able to help his daughter through it. So it just oh. it means a lot that you know I was able to inspire his daughter at some point. And again, all of my thoughts and prayers and positive energy are with you right now. Uh. Oh, that's uh, Bear. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I have a daughter myself, and just putting myself in that perspective—that's the terrible. Um, well, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm glad mm-hmm. that Issa and and her work can 
I mean, God, the fact that you're even on this channel, that you're on this this podcast right now, even just right. hopefully we can provide some entertainment. That, that's terrible. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah, that's terrible. Um, yeah. oh, that's, that's yeah. cool. um, all right. Well, we have a little bit more show to do. I'm sorry. That that was a why? Why did they? Why did they do this? Why did they put this match on this weird spot where other people had to follow? Really mm-hmm. good things followed here, but it was so hard to get into it after mm-hmm. what we saw. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. The, the, I guess you don't want to start the show as this because it is what it is. You don't want to end the end show. It, end it. End it with this. Sure, because and it, then leave it, people waiting for next week. What we, did we just see? I have to watch next week, but it, it was in a weird spot. Exactly, especially since the commentary team said that uh, you know that TBS said we could stay on as long as we need, so until this match is over and have that finish happen and leave people questioning. Okay, was it legit? Was it not legit? Was he really injured? Yeah. Oh, is he? Is this the finger poke of doom all over again? Get people talking until. Uh, you yeah, I mean? end it that way, and people will tune in next week. But the fact yeah. that you just put it in the middle of the show like it meant nothing, yeah. I felt horrible for the two things that followed because I personally thought mm-hmm. that Ricky Starks killed it here with the promo. He was passionate. Mm-hmm. It was a different side of him that we haven't seen. It yeah. was great, and we'll get into it. The main event was an incredible match. A lot mm-hmm. of people didn't care. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it adds to the mystery of this, this uh, squatch squash world title match uh, is the, the the location I, i'm sorry i'm yeah uh bear i'm sorry that that, that that's that super chat kind of yeah kind of shook me i'm sorry i'm i'm, yeah. I'm no understood apologize for the unprofessionalism that kind of and i didn't know and Issa, you add in a little bit of context that you've talked mm-hmm. to them i just right i don't know that that one yeah, kind of shook it, me. It hurts. Sorry. It hurts, yeah. and yeah, it's something that I wasn't ready to read, so I can mm-hmm. understand where you're coming from, especially with you having your daughter and everything. Um, just I, I, I think it's significant that there was a there was something we could bond over, and I was able to help. Uh, yeah, sorry to um, mm-hmm. sorry to rip with that. All right, so let's um, let's finish the last couple segments here. Uh, uh, so we have Christian Cage. Uh, he cuts a he's doing a promo backstage. Mm-hmm. Jungle Boy challenges him. He just goes on about how he's smarter than Jungle Boy. Um, mm-hmm. Can't believe Jungle Boy actually wants to do this. Uh, but we're gonna have Jungle Boy versus uh, Christian Cage at All Out. Uh, I mean, this you know this has been going on for quite a while. This is actually one of those matches, Jimmy, that kind of feels like it, it deserves All Out. It's been this has been right. building for quite a while here. Exactly. And you've got the right two people here. If you want to elevate someone, regardless of who goes over in this match, because you could have Christian Cage outsmart uh, the referee and Jungle Boy and still go over in this match. Or you can have Christian Cage, uh, you know, elevate Jungle Boy to the next level because he is hugely over with the audience. So the next and and if you want someone that knows how to get somebody over and that's Christian, regardless of the fact that he can be a little bit of a, a handful sometimes. I completely forgot about the Christian promo. That shows you where I was at watching oh, this. No worries. Well, Issa, let me ask you. Uh, so Christian versus Jungle Boy, all out. Um, can it just be them, or does like do, does does Luchasaurus need to be involved? Do we do, do, does he need his flowers too? I I I would like to see Christian kick Jungle Boy's ass, but because the whole time mm-hmm. I don't know who. Luchasaurus is really with here. I would like to see him become involved and show his cards for real. 
All right, we'll wait and see. Um, we get uh, Mox's backstage promo. Uh, you know, he says, you know, screw all that best in the world. Just kind of following up. Best of the, I think I say Great best promo. of the world. Best of the world, my ass is exactly what he said. That's exactly yeah, what he yeah, said. Yeah. Um, he says his time is now. Mm-hmm. I, let's just put a final pin on the Moxley Punk. Uh, they made a decision to have this match. Mm-hmm. The match happened the way it did. Mm-hmm. They made a decision to further up to have Moxley cut this promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. is CM Punk on next week's Dynamite. See, that's a tough question. CM Punk has to come out eventually at some point and address the situation. Whether it is he's going to come out and say, "You know what? I wasn't ready. I, you know, I." I shouldn't have been in the ring, whatever the case may be, however they want to play it off. But at the same time, uh, do you keep a, a, the question mark there for a little longer? You definitely don't want him showing up at the pay-per-view and saying, look, I want my championship rematch because I wasn't ready. I'm going to get ready. I'll be ready for, for all out, whatever. So, I, you know, I, I'd like Punk to kind of bow out of the picture for a little bit and get people thinking that maybe this was – a big elaborate finger poke of doom. I'm walking out. I'm getting the heck out of here. And then almost in the same way, work everybody like hopefully MJF is right now. Well, but Issa, to, 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 to counter Jimmy's point here, can you business-wise justify that? We, are, we have one more dynamite before All Out in Chicago, which is Punk's freaking town. Mm-hmm. Can you justify going to all out in a time where WWE is surging momentum and all the stuff we talked about? Can you justify not having punk on your show in Chicago? No, I mean, isn't that the reason why we're so obsessed with Chicago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, after pay-per-views are in Chicago, I don't know. Somebody get him a pink jacket and having fake retire next week or something. It was salmon. You know what I meant? <laughs> we can't do it the exact same so I'm, I'm 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 here to bust your balls you know that uh they're massive by the way i know <laughs> bigger than this uh sam says if there were any kind of shenanigans by punk mox doesn't seem to like the kind of person doesn't seem like the kind of person to go along with it so what do you make of his body language? Uh, I guess that's the, we haven't talked about it. We haven't talked about how did Moxley come off in all this? Uh, I mean, I, uh, I'll go ladies first. But Issa did anything about Mox? His did anything come off as he was doing I anything legit for the locker room? He was kind of making a point here. If I take off all of my hats, right, the person that, that covers wrestling or the fan or this and that, and I'm just looking at it as I'm just tuning in for this, this felt like Moxley, the guy that bet on AEW first, carried the company throughout a pandemic with a title reign that nobody saw, getting his validation, his thank you, his thank you, bud, for helping us through this. That's what I saw tonight. Uh, Jimmy, hmm. how do you make of Mox's uh, appearances tonight? It felt like a bit of satisfaction on his point when when he was making the point about uh, in his promo, especially saying, you know, uh, best in the world, my ass, uh, whatever, the, whatever the wording was and, and saying that, you know, his time is now and, and he doesn't follow any rules. He, he goes by his own rules. That feels like the real John Moxley. Yeah. And I think I think it was I think it was a bit of validation for him. 
He said it, and 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 and, and you guys know I've been bitching about it for weeks. I screw everybody that called me an interim champion. I hated it. They made him look like such a placeholder, and I feel like this was validation for Mox. Right. Yeah, so a lot of questions. You know, mm-hmm. where's Punk with management? Where's Punk with the locker room? Right. Where's Punk again with All Out? Which is how they should have left the show off tonight with these questions. Agreed. Agreed. Oh. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So sorry to cut you off, Justin. It's just no. it, you know, it's just the, uh, to, and to Issa's point that what they kept calling the main event tonight was an entertaining uh, match, but at the same time, it wasn't the main event. Oh. Right. right. Sorry. Uh. No. We'll get to that in one second. Um. Uh. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you guys for uh, alerting yes. me. I'm, I'm. This is like doing this. There's a lot of traffic coming every which way. I have like four different things coming in my headset so uh, thank you everybody uh bear who we just talked about he said thank you for all the support my daughter listens and watches this podcast and so please continue you guys are all great uh, i know you guys will help me cope with laughter and bond so uh bear uh, thank you uh, well, i shouldn't be thanking you but bless you bear yeah man i just my my best to your family yeah. that's yes. I'm glad we can bring whatever entertainment to you. Right. Yep. Uh, Bear, I don't know. Bear, I don't know where you're at, man. Uh, if you, it, it, by some crazy chance, if you're in Pittsburgh, I have some extra tickets to Raw. I'll be happy to give them to you. If you're actually you in Pittsburgh or something like that, if you can get to Pittsburgh, I don't know if you are, but that's mm. sad to hear. Um, all right. Uh, so let's uh, let's finish up here. Yeah. We got. So we have our our main event. United Empire, which features features Will Ospreay up against the Death Triangle. Uh, Kip Sabian attacks Pack at one point. All, ultimately, though, Will Ospreay is going to get the pin against Phoenix. After that, we're going to get uh, Omega and Young Bucks who come out. Uh, Omega's ready to step to uh, Ospreay, but Don Callis stops him, does the whole mm-hmm. Paul Heyman. You know, it, 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 it's not our time to make the money on this fight. Um, Jimmy, uh, this part of the trio's tournament, what did you make of this? Um, I think we can all agree. Right. This is a odd main event for what it has to follow, but it is in the main event situation. So it's for right. the it's in the tournament. Uh, what did this do for you? What did this not do for you? Well, it was entertaining. It's a it's it was a lot of good stuff. And and the more I see Will Osprey, 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 yeah, Osprey, Will Osprey. The, the more he impresses me with what he can do and it's just physically uh, able to do in that ring, the, he is just absolutely incredible. Uh, the one thing I will say, and I don't mean to critique him because everything he does is so smooth and looks so great, is he needs to place everything, you know, uh, just just back it up just a touch. I hate to tell him to back it up, but just back it up just a touch and, and, and let everything sit and resonate and mean more. But anyways, that being said, uh, again, very entertaining match. It was exactly what I expected it to be. A lot of incredible uh, things. They started off with some incredible sequences and they did some other stuff during the match. Of course, I have my issues with the distractions of the referees, but I kind of expected that as well too. But anyway, uh, again, uh, the crowd was into it and that's your big telling factor is how you get the response from the crowd. And we shouldn't say, yeah, but it doesn't matter that they did this and did that. They should work on the stuff that, 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 that means something in the match, but at the same time, uh, it was very entertaining. Maybe not uh, the style that I prefer, but I can still be entertained by. 
Isa, they, they decided to go with a team here who wins in the main event, who is, uh, you know, got New Japan branding. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have to be a certain dedicated fan to understand and even care who these three people are. Um, uh, how did this resonate with you? I love this match. I thought they did an excellent job, especially getting the crowd involved after, again, I know we kind of dragged on it, but after what happened earlier, um, Will Ospreay, I, I wasn't too familiar with him. I don't watch New Japan a lot. I tune in for Wrestle Kingdom, obviously. I think everybody that watches wrestling kind of do, but I feel like my fandom for him has grown thanks to AEW, and I thought they looked incredible tonight. And I got to tell you, the Elite versus United Empire is a match that I wanted to, I wanted it to be the finals of this tournament. It's not going to be the case. They're actually going to face against each other next week, uh, but I thought they killed it, and I would not mind this to actually be the finals at the same time because i got a nitpick because omega coming back last week i personally feel like the elite is winning the whole thing which makes it very hard to become invested in these matches regardless of what happened earlier on the show or not i feel like let's get to all out and crown the elite as the trio's champions at this point yeah and and great point this is not going to be the finals so this is this is uh you know um it came off, you know, I mean, great on Osprey and the company, but again, after the punk thing, it just felt like anything after this was just like a big, I, I wasn't, uh, for me at least, and obviously not every fan is preparing for a podcast, but for me, after this happens, I'm going, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm texting people. I, I, I need to know more about the context of what just happened here. Mm-hmm. I didn't care so much about, Christian's promo, Ricky Starks' promo about Hobbs and what should we even talk about? And yeah. I I don't know. This is this was this dynamite tonight was not the dynamite that I expected to answer after a talent meeting after this is not the dynamite I expected. I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be this either. I you know like I said, I was entertained by certain aspects of it, but there was a lot of question marks tonight that had a lot of things that made me go, why is this match on there? Why did they put the place this match here? You know, I just, it's without, too, many, too many question marks. Without the punk and Mox thing happening, this dynamite does not sell me all out. Actually, yeah. even that doesn't sell me all out, to be honest with you. But at least it gave me a talking point and something to tune into next mm-hmm. week because I'm very curious to see what happened. But if mm-hmm. you're, you know, a week and a half away from this pay-per-view, tonight's Dynamite failed to, to sell pay-per-view buys. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, Sam, Super Chat here, says if there were any kind of shenanigans by Punk, Mox... We read that one. Seem we, read like... that one. Did we already get that one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the bottom... Oh, yeah, we did. So why is that clear Sorry. Okay. Technology didn't clear out. That's all right. There we go. All right. Well, so yeah. uh, that's that's where we're at here. Um, real quick before we sign off. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Bear, thank, again, thank you to everyone involved. Um, so, Bear, again, uh, you know, our, yeah, our, uh, Issa did it perfectly. Our, our hearts yeah. are with you. I'm, I'm Yeah. I'm at a loss for words. I feel I feel for you, exactly. but I, but I, but I've seen uh, Bear. I've seen your um, your username before. I know you're a regular viewer. Always so interacts. Yeah, yes. so I you know I feel a certain uh, you know you're part of our podcast. I feel a certain yes. connection to you. So just that is just again terrible. I'm yes. sorry. Um, 
Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Anything, anything you can post, anybody can help. Uh, we'd all appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, that's that. Uh, guys, next Monday, I'm going to be here at Pittsburgh at Raw, so I might do a run-in on the Raw podcast. I'm not going to be here next Wednesday, so I'm not going to talk to you guys in this format for like two weeks. Oh, wow. So, wow. You're abandoning us after this? Oh, you can text me. You okay. can text me. You have an Android. Can. I can't because then it shows up on green and he annoys oh. oh, my God. You're, you're, you are so bougie. <laughs> you can text me. Both of you can. Yeah, um, my God. The podcast world is who loses out. They don't get us for like a week and a half, two weeks. Um, Isa, give us the plug. What you got going on? You guys can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, Lucia Libre Online. And you guys can find me on my own YouTube channel. We have hit 18,000. We're on our way to 20,000 now. Woo! Wow. Nice. Awesome. Damn. All right. Jimmy, <laughs> Ref and Rants. Ref and Rants daily from Monday to Wednesday, Monday through Friday. It's not Wednesday. Yes, you can. Get my T-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. Ref and Rant T-shirts are available there as well. And I try not to book like these guys or, or comment like these guys. And, uh, yeah. And you, you can read, catch... You read something for, on point, for, Jimmy. For, 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 the, for, for the audio-only uh, listeners, Jimmy is wearing denim WCW material. Yes, yes. Uh, with and for those missing out, Issa is wearing her ears, and she's wearing a uh, yeah. uh, pretty white top. What are you wearing? There you go. Listen, I'm wearing leather shorts, too. Oh, goddamn. She's wearing leather shorts. (laughs) Okay. Don't need to my wash-alongs for the fit. Hell yeah. What? Can't follow that. (laughs) I haven't haven't seen no no, no leather shorts. Mm. She's blushing. Oh, my God. I got the Puerto Rican to blush. Look at her. She is blushing. Tremendous. I can't stand you, LaVar. I can't stand Big pop. Blush for the big pop. (laughs) All right. Uh, follow her. Follow him. Follow me. Uh, like this podcast. Like it on YouTube or whatever uh, format you're listening to to get your podcast. Leave a comment. Share. Send us the tweets of where you're watching in the world and what time it is. I will definitely try to like and retweet it. I think it's fascinating. Uh, great stuff. Um, the wrestling world is pretty pretty crazy, so this is fun times right now. Uh, so do all the things. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, big thanks for all of you watching live. We were uh, we were a few minutes late, so thank you. That's all on me. Uh, had nothing to do with my co-hosts. They were they were on time. Uh, so thanks them. Uh, thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Issa. Thank you, all the crowd. We'll be back. I won't be back next week, but Wrestling Inc. will be back next week. Uh, we'll do all the things. Podcasts, like, share, comment, do the things. Bye-bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.